This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Friday the 28th of February. Here's something interesting for you, Justin. Apple will not let bad guys use iPhones in their Apple TV movies. How about <laughs> that? Is. Brett, here's an interesting one for you. Facebook is refusing to delete political advertising. Okay. But when it comes to coronavirus, they're banning all ads that relate to a cure. Ooh, strangely proactive from I Facebook, know. isn't it? Three very interesting stories today, Justin. Let's, Let's get into it. them for this fabulous Friday. For the first story today, it's Lost City for Vodafone Australia. It lost 275,000 mobile customers last year and also lost almost $280 million. Which, by the way, was more than double last year's financial loss. And look, to be honest, losses are pretty much BAU at Vodafone. Business as usual. But what do you mean by that? Well, Vodafone hasn't really ever achieved a profit since it was born back in 2009. (laughs) But get this. Vodafone said the loss of customers was a, quote, deliberate strategy so it wouldn't grow. (laughs) Because it was worried it would actually run out of capacity to serve more customers? I've heard my fair share of excuses in my time, <laughs> including it's not you, it's me. I've had that, it's heartbreaking. But this I don't want more customers one, it's got to take the cake. It seems like Vodafone still have a few battle scars from the old mm, Vodafone disaster do. back in 2012 when it lost over 550,000 customers in a year Crazy. because of its poor network. Okay, so I get the customers thing, but why the gigantic financial loss? They've claimed that it's just been one of those years for Vodafone. The ACCC blocked them from merging with TPG. Uh, Ah, the old blocked marriage. And supposedly the ban on Huawei equipment from 5G is affected. Ah, the old blocked internet access. And a spike in competition in the mobile market. Ah, the old spike in competition. (laughs) So what's the key learning here? As the Flux family knows, Vodafone's engagement to TPG has been announced. Via Facebook post, of course. Hit 8,000 likes, 700 comments. Really good numbers by them. (laughs) And that merger will increase that little capacity issue for Vodafone that we mentioned earlier. Why is that? Well, that's because TPG, the new spouse of Vodafone, owns a large amount of unused spectrum. Like when you marry someone for their telecommunications infrastructure. <laughs> and now Vodafone can get back to growing like there's no tomorrow. And you know what's exciting for us consumers? What's that? 5G is going to be a big part of Vodafone's product offering once the two companies tie the knot in the middle of the year. Which means less buffering and hopefully more streaming. For our second story, Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, has shocked the entertainment world by suddenly resigning from the best job in the world. He was supposed to finish up at the end of next year but he's gone early. Now, who is Bob Iger? Fun fact, he was originally a weatherman. And he climbed Disney's corporate ladder all the way to the top spot. So what was so special about him? Well, he was at the helm of Disney for the creation of Frozen. (laughs) And anything else? No, not really. No, I'm just kidding, of course. Well, he took over Disney when it was kind of struggling. And through a number of risky but ultimately successful acquisitions, he made Disney number one in the entertainment space. Like the video game Pac-Man? Bob gobbled up everything in his path. (laughs) That's right. With Bob in charge, Disney devoured Marvel. Avengers. Also, Pixar Toy Story 4 featuring Forky the weirdest Disney character (laughs) ever to be filmed also Lucasfilm The Mandalorian but most recently he was the person behind Disney's new streaming service Disney Plus so what's the key learning here? the best CEOs think about when they want to exit early on in the piece well before they receive the tap on the shoulder and prepare the transition for a smooth Mm. handover I'm talking Paul Ruse and Simon Goodwin at the Melbourne Demons I'm talking Malcolm Turnbull and Scott Morrison Mm, bad example maybe bad example when CEOs don't prepare for a future without them leading the company, often the successor and the company suffers. And costs of a bad handover are high. But why does this happen so often? Leaders find it hard to let go. Often CEOs tend to avoid the issue of succession altogether. And as a result, with succession delayed, the next CEO arrives unprepared. Which often leads to company performance deteriorating. Which often leads to a lot of criticism. Which sometimes leads to the replacement CEO stepping down or getting fired. And then we're back to wondering, why can't Bob Iger just
come back. <laughs> On to our third and final story. Retail food group, the owner of Gloria Jeans, Donut King, Yum. and Crust Gourmet Pizza, Delicious. has made a profit for the first time in three years. The company made $14 million for the December half. Now, Brett, that's quite an improvement from how it went last year when it made a loss of $111 mm. million. Quite a difference. And word on the street, things got so bad that the company was considering selling Donut King. Could not think of anything more painful than having to say goodbye to the greatest tasting donuts in the world. <laughs> now, Retail Food Group has been to hell and back over the last three years. Not only did it have huge losses of more than $450 million over that period, but there were some reputational and regulatory problems. That's right. It was accused of mistreating its franchisees. So what was the reason the company was able to turn around this time? One word, my friend, forgiveness. Go on. Retail Food Group's creditors, i.e. the banks that have given it loans, said to Retail Food Group, we know things are real tough. Real tough. So that big, big loan you have from us, we're going to forget about $72 million of it. So what's the key learning here? This is a company whose share price was previously over $7 and is now sitting just below 10 cents. <laughs> That's got to hurt for the investors. While the debt forgiveness of $72 million seems like a crazy step for a lender to take, the alternative could have been even worse. Zero. Doughies. Nada. Nil. Zilch. Last year, Retail Food Group raised $160 million of new money just so it could repay its debts and stay alive. So, while reporting its first profit since 2017 is a positive step, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Flux family, if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to scroll down, subscribe, rate, and review. Have an awesome weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Monday.